Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Ivy Hewitt. I just had lunch. I'm fuller than I usually am when uh, we have these conversations. Oh, no. I always do these conversations um, or basically, what's the word? Fasted? Unfed? What do they say when uh, they like work out? Fast, yeah, I think fast it fasted or I have, I have never eaten yet by the time we do these shows yeah it's a weird it's a weird time recording at 1 p.m because it's like you either eat an early lunch or I know I'm starving after I record if I don't eat before so yeah I'm usually like at the end I'm like okay I have to go eat something because I haven't eaten anything I'm also sitting in like for some reason my room looks incredibly dark right now a bordello yeah, it's really depressing. I have blackout curtains that I closed. I don't know. The sun was shining right through into Brian's face. So whatever. We're in a situation where it's a mood. It's a whole mood. I'm enjoying the the bright the bright sun in general. Like the after after the rain last week, we have really clear skies this week, and I'm enjoying it. Clear skies, sunny blue skies, seventy four degrees. I think it was. Yeah, no snowstorms here. Yeah, it's a great time to turn 20. Oh, no, 36. <laughs> oh, no, we were going to shave a decade off. Yeah, well, I just almost did it by accident. Yeah. God Go damn it. it. That's so sad. Yeah. So I'm thinking of walking back. I wanted to shave off a year and say I was turning 35. Brian said to just go full decade and say 26. How many years do you take off your life when you tell people? I think, yeah, a decade is good because you only have to do it once. And then, and then you're set. It's a true, it's a true cultural reset. No one would ever believe I was 26. <laughs> and if I well, thought I was 26, they'd be like, that is the roughest looking 26 year old I've ever seen. As a gay man, I think we're all owed an extra decade because we were robbed of our adolescence and we mature a decade behind everyone else anyway. So I feel like I should be able to do it. Interesting. As a political okay. statement. Okay. Well, 
Okay. So you're, you're in your twenties and I'm in my twenties too, because I want to be. Yeah, exactly. Okay, great. You know, it really bums me out that when I was in my twenties, I thought, okay, I, I don't want to even talk about this. When I was in my twenties, I literally thought I was so old. Like when I turned like 26, 27, 28, I was like, I'm, I'm an adult now. I'm so old. It's really not. And you're going to think that way in another decade too. So just enjoy it. We'll see. Time will tell. I don't think so. I'm not getting the same reactions. This is what I know. I used to be like, oh my God, I'm turning 28. Can you believe it? And people were like, oh my God, you're young. You're so young. And now when I'm like, I'm turning 36, they're like, oh, it's rough. (laughs) (laughs) So you get a different. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, Cis women are on a a different biological clock than, than men, even gay men. So I'll you know, I'll give you credit. Yeah, I mean, that. I have, um, I think I have like four viable years. Four summers, just like Carol Radswell. Four more summers. Or no, sorry. For some reason, I thought I was turning, I think I have six. I think I have six years. I think, yeah, well, the way that, you know, technology is coming, you have maybe six years in one respect. And then otherwise, you got those eggs frozen. You can get a, cute little surrogate, cute little number, ready, willing to carry your baby. You got all the time. Well, in the they, world. Throw, they throw them out when you turn 52. That's probably for the best, honestly. <laughs> They're like, science has done all it yeah, can for you. Yeah. Like then it just becomes like, like horrifying. <laughs> like, yeah. Then I like, just like try to go down to USC and just say like, let me look at my eggs <laughs> and covet them. Uh, <laughs> well, you, you know who else had a birthday this week? Who? Miss Blythe Danner. Oh my God, my Aquarius sister. How old did she turn? I bet she didn't turn 36. Uh, I don't think they mentioned it on her, on Gwyneth's Instagram, what the the exact number was, but they definitely like shaded her a little bit or or came out as her having Alzheimer's. I don't know if it was just Mm -hmm. a joke or very sad because Gwyneth's birthday message to her mom is, was, she gets words and names mixed up in the most hilarious and unique of ways. Oh, I feel like that's a mom thing. Does your mom not do that? Oh, no, she does. But I, <laughs> I think both my mom and I, if when she has one of those moments, I think we're both equally terrified that it could be the beginning of something horrible. Oh, I, I don't like find, I don't find it funny. I feel like that's just another like layer of hypochondria. I mean, Probably. I feel like that- but my mom has been doing that my whole life. And so have like everyone, like, I think that's not. Yeah. I think that is like a mom thing. Cause like, especially, I don't know, ra- raising kids there. I'm sure that just like, there's a big part of your brain that just concentrates on that. And then you're also just not able to engage with like the zeitgeist of pop culture in the same way. So I think your references just become like outdated mom references earlier. If you have kids, whereas us, childless people can be as current and as cutting edge as we need to be. Yeah. I wouldn't, I definitely don't think having outdated cultural references is a sign of Alzheimer's. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like, Oh, who is that part? Like that, you know, when instead of like a normal 40 year old could say, could look at a picture and say Jake Gyllenhaal and a mom would be like, Oh, that guy, he was in that one movie with the, you know, the cowboy. And um, I'm more, that's what I'm like, though. I don't know who anybody, I always, I'm like, who is that again? They all kind of look the same to me. Like every yeah. famous person I'm like, they all kind of blend together. I'm like, I know you're in something. I think it's also just like some people like really care a lot about like that. And some people don't. Yeah, probably. I yeah. think my, my brain just naturally like likes to like organize. You're very like, back, like you are like, 
you like to know like everything and like the name of everything and where everything goes and like who did what, like you, you kind of like, that's how your brain works. But like mine definitely, I'm like way more conceptual. Like, I feel like it's like, uh, like You're an Aquarius and I'm a Capricorn. I'm an Aquarius. Exactly. I think I'm an earth more, sign. Exactly. I'm very, uh, left-brained in some respects and then yeah. very dumb in other respects. That's thanks, Brian. <laughs> that's the way people, that's the way the brain you're either left brain or you're dumb <laughs> <laughs> well is the right brain even really a brain or is it more of just like a heart i don't know i think maybe you should talk to somebody about your <laughs> issues <laughs> well anyway blythe danner turned you know 70 something or 80 something i honestly have no idea and she has to really be on her toes because everyone's dying what do you mean like Cloris Leachman, um, Cicely Tyson, Christopher Plummer. These are all people in their 90s, but they're dropping like flies. And Blythe is, Blythe is up there. Yeah, I mean, her daughter is, you know, in middle age now. Yeah. Her granddaughter is about to become an adult. Her granddaughter is about to take the world by storm. I, I hope we're not putting too much stock into this Apple thing. I mean... Because what if she just, she just like decides not, not to engage with the world and, and walks away from everything? No, I, I mean, well, we'll see what she does. Who knows? I mean, she's definitely on social media. Like we all know who she is. We all know her deal. She apparently has the most beautiful singing voice anyone's ever heard in their <laughs> life. I feel like whatever she does will at least be aware of it for sure it's the problem is if she doesn't want to go into acting i feel like acting nepotism and acting is like expected and like you don't no one holds it against actors really but if you want to be like a singer i feel like people are way harsher on the kid of a famous person becoming like a pop star well it think? never really works that way like it doesn't really go that way I feel but, like actors you want you can you expect a certain level of like superficiality and there's also a lot of forgiveness like people don't really I don't think people have very high standards for what a good actor is but a good musician is like you actually have to be able to do something like you have to actually do it yeah yeah and, and so if you, yeah yeah like you I don't know even someone like Billie Eilish or Lana Del Rey people give them shit for like coming from privileged backgrounds so I can't imagine if if Apple wanted to be like, you know, a, a dark torch singer or whatever, like people would, wouldn't, wouldn't take her seriously. Yeah. I mean, the most famous children of musicians I can think of are like Jacob Dylan, Sean Lennon. Yeah. I mean, Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> I don't know. No. Who else? Uh, yeah. That, I mean, um, Paris Jackson, has come out with a like a folk pop album i haven't listened to it i'm sure it's not i right don't want to listen to it see that makes me too upset yeah it's dark everything about the jackson family is so sad i mean not the whole i mean yeah i guess the whole jackson pretty family. much the whole family michael jackson and his it's just so depressing to me uh well we'll see what apple does i i really think i mean it's that like influencer fashion i could see her getting more into like fashiony stuff and maybe taking over goop one day who knows yeah i mean fashion seems like a 
I feel like all of those girls become like models. Yeah, that's the easiest thing. be a model with Ella. I mean, if Ella Emhoff, sorry, sorry to bring her up again, but if Ella Emhoff can become a model, literally. Oh, Apple could definitely become a model. (laughs) I mean, then what modeling is now just, it's not a meritocracy because you have to be connected and privileged, but it's not a beautyocracy. I don't know what the word for a, a society based on how good looking you are, whatever that word is. It's not that anymore. Yeah. It's just, if your mom is famous. Good for them. Uh, we're getting our our mamala money because of reconciliation. Wait, what? The Senate passed um, the stimulus bill, and uh, Miss Harris was the tie-breaking vote for the what the fourteen hundred dollars. Yeah, plus all the other shit. Well, oh, the unemployment benefits. Mm-hmm. And whatever else they did, it's like one point nine trillion dollars. I'm more excited about the unemployment. That's the bigger thing for me than the one-time payment. Of yeah. Um, uh, the last time we talked about unemployment, we got in trouble. So wait, we did. Thing. Yeah. That guy came at us. Oh, the guy was mad at us. I know one of our, some like Republican who listened was like, your lives are meaningless. <laughs> uh, what else happened? Oh God. They're going to do another in, glu- in goop health at home. Did you see? How depressing two in a row. That's I, like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it either. I mean, my God. I mean, honestly, I'm sorry to make this all about me yet again, but I do feel like um, this birthday coming up is hard. I feel like 36 is a hard birthday for a lot of people anyway, but this one, like my last birthday when I turned 35 I mean, you know when it is because you know what date it is. It's like in early February. It was like the last big thing that I did before we went into lockdown. Yeah. Like we'd we'd heard about coronavirus, but we were like, oh, whatever. Like, I don't know. We'll see. And then a few weeks later, it was here and everything had gone crazy. And so it really does feel like I just like fully lost a total, a full year of my life which everybody did. I'm not making this. I'm not the only one who did. And I'm like, just still alive and everything. But like, it's just like, oh my God, like when you have two birthdays, when, I don't know. The you know calendar I mean? lines up in such a way that it feels super significant. It just feels like, wow, this whole year was pandemic crazy, which it, it is for everyone, but it's just like weird having your birthday at like, like bookending it. I mean, God willing bookending it. We'll see. Right. <laughs> Or mar- at least marking. Yeah. The last, I mean, I remember John and I went to Palm Springs for a couple nights in February, um, which was so nice. And I remember that it was such a beautiful week because we were in Palm Springs. The Nevada caucuses were that, was that day. So Bernie like cleaned the floor with everyone. Mm-hmm. And I just thought this is the beginning <laughs> of a beautiful near, new era. And what How was I wrong? Were- I, yeah, we, I almost went to Palm Springs this year because like they opened stuff up and I'd gone to like, I've, I've rented like cabins and stuff during COVID. Like, actually, I guess I just did that once. Like I rented a cabin one time and like we went and stayed in it for a couple of nights and I was like, maybe we could go to Palm Springs and like rent like a house or something. And I was just like, why would I even bother doing this? Like, it's so like, what's the point? Because we would just go and then be stuck inside there. Like, 
It's yeah, just there's not much. I mean, it would be, I guess, just to get a change of scenery. The problem with Palm Springs is all those houses are like pretty big. So they're meant for, you know, groups of people. So it's like pretty expensive to. I to mean, there are places like there's always something you can do. Yeah. Or like Idlewild. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, not going. Just like my, my point was just like, I don't want to. I know. I, yeah, I, I keep wanting to go away for a couple nights just to get a, out of here but then you're right it's like what you're just we're just gonna sit in there too so yeah uh jen gunter is trying to get vagisil canceled because I thought market- she uses- oh no she doesn't use it no they're so apparently they they started a line of um like vaginal cleansing wash for teenagers that's called omv and it's like glittery or something and so Wait, Jen, Gun- Jen Gunter. Glittery? Yeah, it's like sparkly. I don't know if the actual wash is sparkly or it's just the container is sparkly. But Jen tweeted at them and was like, what are you trying to get these teens vaginas cleansed for to prep them for men? And she basically called Vagisil like pedophiles. All right, I'm looking at it right now. Let's see. Jen Gunter, media, Vagisil. Oh, this isn't sparkly. It looked sparkly when I looked at the it, pictures. The OMV. sensitive sense, intimate wash in peach blossom. Here's some more Vagisil bullshittery. What do you mean all day freshness? And it's a vulva, not a fuzzy navel for fuck's sake. <laughs> okay, <laughs> God damn it. Jesus Christ. Well, uh, yeah, it's she She goes back to her, her full-time job of, of, screaming at people on the internet when she's not like I really would love to know how many patients have you seen this year Jen how many babies have well I don't know that she's an obstetrician but how many let's say yeah what is your schedule like at the office yeah it has nothing to do with tweeting or making weird baked pasta dishes with your fake boyfriend how many hours a week do you work I just want to know if you deserved that early vaccine OMV. OM, OMV? OMV, like OMG. Oh, my for vagina. vagina. Yeah. It has like confetti on it. Mm-hmm. Um, what do I you mean, think as a woman? Oh, well, I mean, I doubt de- she's right. Like, you definitely like don't need products like this. And like, every like health class always tells you, like, don't buy this stuff. And like, it's, it's like designed to make you feel like there's like something dirty yeah. or gross about your body and like your vagina is self-cleaning and like you don't need like special products and there are is like a lot there are a lot a lot of products designed for women that are unnecessary and like more expensive than men's products like a lot of places have an extra tax on women's products that's called a vanity tax like a lot women's products are the exact same as men's products, but they're pink and cost more. Like there's a lot of, there are a lot of problems with like women's hygiene products. And I do agree with her that this is bullshit, but you know, as always, she's, she's always right. But you know, it's like, what are we doing? (laughs) What are we doing? Yeah. Uh, Have you listened to the new reply all episode about Bon Appetit Test Kitchen? 
Oh no, I didn't know there was one, but you know what? I watched a couple of them, uh, like randomly. I was just like, what's going on over here? Oh, the new ones. Yeah. I just watched a couple of them. Um, did you like either of them? They were the exact same. It was like the exact same thing, but just with new, new people. people who I didn't know. Yeah. And all, all the old people, like, uh, I really am enjoying Rick Martinez's videos from, uh, they're on food 52 but he like is living in Mazatlan now and just like cooking food like it's just so fun watching him him cook oh I should watch. yeah the reason I watched it was because like somehow I mean I, I wasn't seeking it out I only watch speaking of dated references I really only like to watch like now vintage cooking shows like I watched frugal gourmet like I told you last week I will love watching old Julia Childs I like watching like Jacques Pepin, Fast Food My Way, that old show from PBS, mm. like old PBS shows on YouTube. Like that's my shit. I love watching them. Have you ever seen, uh, my favorite is Ciao Italia with Marianne Esposito. I mean, I'm sure I have seen it, but I don't watch it on YouTube. Do you watch it's, it on YouTube? I, I haven't, but I would. Uh, Cause that was my favorite as a kid. She's just like this uh, Midwestern Italian woman with a like thick Chicago accent who makes like fatty Italian food. It was really good. Oh yeah. I don't think. I don't know, but um, so I guess I get it recommended it's, and I've watched so much of that in the past. So like a Claire Saffitz video weirdly got recommended to me and I watched it and I was like, it's the same. And then these other Bon Appetit videos started coming up and I was like, oh my God, like they're still going. Anyway, There's, tell me about this reply all. I mean, they're still going, but I don't know for how long. Cause this, I mean, we all know at this point sort of in broad strokes, what was happening over there. But this, I guess the people at reply all have been, they talked, supposedly they talked to every single person who had ever worked at like Bon Appetit or in the test kitchen for the past decade. Um, and so there's a lot of interviews and they go, I guess it's going to be a four part series. So they just re re uh, released the first part so far. So they go back to, I think it's 2010 or 2011 when Adam Rappaport um, gets hired to be the editor in chief. And so the first the first episode basically is talking to uh, black women that had worked there at the, or black and actually Asian well, women of color that have worked there um, and Rick Martinez. So people of color that worked there in the first few years after Adam Rappaport was hired. So this is the first episode is sort of before the test kitchen blows up. Um, but they speak to women that were hired around the same time as your Claire Saffitzes, your Allison Romans and people that were not uh, shepherded up the ranks in the way that they probably should have been. Um, so it's like, it is sort of a tough listen because it's very sad what happened to these people. And it's like, it's still a very raw wound, but also my like gossipy brain is just loving it. It's like, so just the dirt is so good. Um, so I was- Wait, like what? Well, I mean- it's mostly about specific things that Adam Rappaport said and Andrew Knowlton, who was his, um, he was like the drinks editor and was his sort of right-hand man said just like very racist things to, to, to people that worked for them. Um, and then they talk a lot about Alison Roman and how uh, she, for some reason, like everyone was pretty intimidated by the editors and their superiors, but there was Alison Roman just sort of glided in there and was able to 
pitch recipes right away. Apparently Adam Rappaport, when he would go down to the test kitchen, he would only use Allison Roman's like knife and like station to like make stuff. Um, and at the time, the woman who they interviewed was like, well, she's just more of an extrovert. And, you know, she like, they, you know, get the same, you know, cultural references and they went to the same schools and have sort of the same social circles. But now looking back, it is like definitely informed by race and all this other stuff so well because like that's how it works like yes they probably did have like the same cultural references and go to the same schools and stuff but like that's all part of like the institutional racism um and it doesn't seem like there's a lot of love lost between these people and Allison Roman they they're very careful to say things like you know Claire Saffitz was a is great and you know Molly Baz and even like Carla gets some you know, shout outs, but it does not seem like uh, Allison was well liked by the other people working there. Yeah, I always thought that they all probably hated her, but I, I always thought that the biggest enemies, I mean, this is just like my problem would be between Molly Boz and um, Allison Roman, like that they would really hate each other. Well, I don't think they worked at the same time there. I think, uh, according to the podcast, Molly was basically hired as like a replacement for Allison. Oh my God. It was like Adam's new sort of blonde pretty white. white girl that he could yeah. both lift up, but also like completely be disgusting towards. Yeah. And Molly didn't want to play the game that Allison played. Well, she, I mean, she was pretty successful there. Yeah. But then when all this stuff came out, she was like the first person to one of the first people to like denounce him and tell him he should leave. Like there was no hesitation on her part. Oh, that's good. But Allison was already gone when it happened. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, it's really, I had never really listened to reply all before, but I'm so psyched and there's going to be yeah, three more episodes next week. They're going to interview um, the woman who was Adam's uh, personal assistant who uh, oh yeah that's that's an interesting because he wasn't paying he was like paying her shit yeah, right yeah. um yeah i want to listen to it i like reply all but i don't always listen to it because it's a little you know neo <laughs> yeah well i know i don't think i'd ever listened to it before it's definitely in that sort of Amer- this american life radio lab style it's better i think it's not it's not pretentious it's like actually well researched and like actually well like they choose interesting stories and like they do like good reporting on them and find interesting angles like i've never been irritated by i don't think i've ever been like rolled my eyes listening to re- to reply all yeah i might keep listening to it uh I'm, they've done other ones i just like forget it. about it because it's yeah. like i never i'm never like oh yay a new reply all but then i'll be like if i have nothing else to listen to i listen to it and i'm always like oh it's actually really good but you don't subscribe to podcasts and just let them pop up on your feed um no i i mean i subscribe to it i guess because i have it i yeah i subscribe to it but like i don't always listen to them i just will be like oh i don't want to listen to this i guess mine yeah just a playlist accumulates and then i just listen to all of them in order i only I realized that I, I'm not going to say which ones I listen to, but I really only listen to like three podcasts. And when they're done, I'm just like, oh, don't listen to any. So many, so many. Most of them are like not good. I, yeah, I don't know. I think I'm in, I'm in easy lay when it comes to podcasts. 
I really shouldn't be on here talking shit about podcasts, but I'm not naming any names. Well, we want to thank everyone here for subscribing to Goop Yourself. And if you don't subscribe, subscribe. Please subscribe. What else? Ooh, I finally, okay. After five years of doing this podcast, I finally bought a dry brush. Oh yeah. I have a special place for my dry brush hanging up in my bathroom. Mine's hanging up in my shower now. It's great. I don't know it how I ever lived without it. Look. Yeah. Like a special. Oh, you do too? Okay, sorry. Yeah. I thought that was just me. I didn't understand. No, isn't that where you're supposed to put them? Your shower? Or is that, I just assume that was where you're supposed to put it. No, it's not in my shower. And it's on its own hook that I put on the wall for specifically oh. my dry brush. Mine's just on the like rack in my shower with. But I don't keep it know, in the shower because it's supposed to be dry. Dry. Oh, that's true. I guess I assume that makes sense. So you're supposed you're supposed to brush yourself after you get out of the shower? Before. Before oh before. Oh, because then all the skin. Okay. All right. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I mean, I think you can do it after too. It's I don't think there are hard and fast rules about it, but I think the idea is you do it dry, like before. Dry. Hence the name. Yeah. Um, what else? Oh, okay. So last week I talked about the Miyoko's um vegan butter or that was on our patreon episode actually our trader oh, yeah. Joe's episode. <laughs> that's the premium content guys yeah exactly um it was so good so i bought the miyoko's classic chive double cream cashew cheese this week at gelson's mm-hmm. again five star okay. i it's so good it's like it's like not i mean it's not really like a camembert or anything it's more like a like a, a cream cheese or um what's what's it called the uh the thing in the foil Borzan. Oh. It's like a Borzan. Okay. Yum. It's so good though. How much is it? It's expensive. It's like $10. Well, it's about the same if you bought like a nice French cheese, I guess it's like $10 for a, a wheel. Hmm. Uh, I've, I've been making, I've made a bunch of beets. So now for breakfast, I've been having like beet toast with the cashew cheese and like a fried egg. Sounds good. It's tasty. Mm. Sounds tasty. And then Oh, the other thing I made this week, and I'm going to do another quick plug for my newsletter I uh, developed. I'll say I'll, I'll really make myself sound fancy. I developed a new recipe for cauliflower rice with some spicy tofu, and oh, you can wow. get it at ruckerbry.substack.com. Subscribe for absolutely free. Um, and I think I'm converted at least in the like presently I'm converted to cauliflower rice yeah and this is why we we were having a long conversation before we started recording and then immediately hit record once we started talking about cauliflower rice because we both have news I tried the chipotle cauliflower cauliflower rice tell me everything okay it is great (gasps) whoa really good I, I will probably, I mean, I could see, I easily see myself getting ODing on it and then going back to regular rice, but definitely next time I'm getting it again. And I could see myself replacing it. It has a really good flavor. It's almost sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, lime, you know, like you really get the lime. I wasn't, I didn't taste, I don't know. It's like cilantro lime, like the regular rice. It's really just like got a lot of citrus. Um, and the secret, I think you were talking about this too. And I do believe that this is the secret to good cauliflower rice. The chunks are bigger. It's not tiny little flecks of it. Cause that's when it gets really watery and disgusting. 
Yeah, I think because when I made it, it did get really small and flecky, but because I, I did it in a food processor and I don't really know, I don't know that there was any way to get it actual like rice sized if you do it in a regular food processor. But my thing was you just barely cook it. I mean, literally yeah. have some oil, you stir it really quick, heat it through and then immediately take it off. So you're cooking it for maybe 20, 30 seconds at most. And I definitely think that working like you did with um, fresh cauliflower instead of frozen probably helped too. Cause yeah. I think, I feel like if I ever do it with frozen again, I would fully like take it out of the bag, run it under cold water, like wrap it, try to like completely like um, defrost it before I cooked with it. I think you'd have to, cause yeah, the, the fresh raw cauliflower does not have a lot of extra moisture in it and frozen it totally would so and and i rarely pull my food processor out because i feel like it's sort of a pain in the ass but doing it it really is like it takes a minute it's really not that bad yeah i feel like i make a huge deal about my food processor but the real problem is just counter space it's like i can never find a place to put yeah. it but if you actually just take it out and then putting it back is also a pain in the ass because my kitchen is just so small that it's like, I'm constantly like contorting myself around something to put something away or whatever. But if you just, yeah, it's really easy to use. It's just annoying. Totally. Um, but I'm going to keep, also, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it. Cause I get, I'm, I get like a cauliflower every week in my CSA pretty much. So I'm going to keep, keep yeah. going. And you can buy like fresh, um rice cauliflower like at the store in the yeah center. but I've had that and I don't think it's as good I think it it still seems mushy to me when I've done it that Interesting. way Interesting. okay uh like I I mean I've I've gotten it at Trader Joe's once or twice the just the in the in the vegetable section the packs and I don't know I don't know and also it's like very expensive because a whole cauliflower gives you so much cauliflower rice and if you buy the pack it's probably the equivalent of like a quarter of a cauliflower. I know they really get you. So, but in your Trader Joe's bowl or not Trader Joe's, sorry, your Chipotle bowl. What, what did you put in there besides the cauliflower rice? I had carnitas. Yum. Red, uh, the pico de gallo, mm. the corn salsa, sour cream, cheese, light both. I got light. light yeah. Beans. Pinto. Great. I always go Pinto at Chipotle. I go Pinto too. I mean, why not go for it? It's the it's same. It's not a Cuban restaurant. Sorry. Black yeah, beans. I, know, I, know. I don't but think the, black beans have a place in that type of Mexican food, really. They're the the black beans are vegan though. The other ones have oh, meat. Yeah. Um I think that was it. Sounds like sounds good. I always I try to be healthy when I go. Well, I I honestly, I don't think I've not been to Chipotle since the pandemic started. Cause the only time I would ever go to Chipotle is when I was waiting to see a movie at the AMC 16 other, there's no other moment in my life where I'm like, Oh, I need to go to Chipotle. Well, the reason I went to Chipotle was this is not a goop story at all, but I'll just let the world know my drama. I was trying to purchase a dresser from a guy on Craigslist because I don't have a real dresser. I have like a weird thing from Ikea. Anyway, I needed a dresser. I found one. It was gorgeous. It was only $50. I was like, oh my God, I had to go to my parents' house, borrow their 
they have a pickup truck that they use for stuff like that. Borrowed it, took this fucking truck, which I hate driving all the way back from where they live in like Hollywood to where I live in Los Feliz, which is, I mean, not that far, but it was annoying. And then they live like far, like they almost like actually like West Hollywood driving back all the way back. And then once I got back, the guy flaked on me. Mm-hmm. I was like, I had just picked up Ryan to help me move the thing. So we drove the car all the way back and I was like really pissed off and we were both hungry and there's a Chipotle right by them. So we went at the end. The one by your parents. Yeah. It's like on yeah. sunset. And, oh, I know I that mean, one. That's right by a uh, commercial casting office that I would have to go relatively frequently back. Oh, is it? I don't know. I was it's pursuing like on, my acting career. It's on, uh, like, it's near Fairfax. Yeah. 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 Well, so, cauliflower um, rice from Chipotle and cauliflower rice from Brian Rucker, both excellent. Excellent rices. Oh, but here was another, here was mm. a problem though. I don't know what happened. We obviously got it to go. Like we ordered it ahead online and then like ran and picked it up and took it home. By the time I got home, it was probably like a 25, 20 minute drive. Maybe the something had, it had completely leaked through Mm. the bag. And when I picked up the bag, like Brian's burrito, like completely fell out and like, because it was so there, I don't even know what happened. Like it was so wet, but everything was still like wrapped up really tight. Like nothing got out, but it was really irritating and disgusting. And I had to like wash my like hands and like throw the bag away. So, and I think it's just because the rice is, you know, doesn't have any, like it's not absorbing any. Did he, did he get cauliflower rice in his burrito too? Fuck no, he would never. I don't think, I don't know what he got. He got a burrito burrito that's a brave brave move of chipotle getting a real life a real life burrito oh yeah he he doesn't play around uh well that's all that's all the news i have this week any any other goop or gwyneth news no well let's move on to newsletters I sort of want to get a soundboard to like start doing like sound effects when we move to our different segments. I couldn't agree more. A fun thing to do five years after we start doing this podcast. Well, why not? Why not? We're always innovating. Podiversary. We got a sound thing. I'm going to, I'll look into it. It'll be fun. What was your best of the week? My best. Let's see. I mean, I forgot. I mean, I honestly, oh, my best was the fake meat piece. Ooh. Um, I would kind of like to start eating. I mean, I think that obviously it's better for the environment. I think about fake meats all the time. I truly yeah. hate them. Like they're, I really don't like them at all, but you know, whatever. And so they just had like a fun breakdown of fake meats that you can get. I mean, nothing, you know, revolutionary, nothing's going to blow your mind here. Um, I mean, but it was a good, it was a good rundown of all, all the different meats and then some, some brands that they, that they recommend. Yeah. I mean, it's fun, right? It's just fun to look at a bunch. I mean, there's a beyond meat is, you know, well represented corn is on here, which is, I don't know, but I I'm, don't think it is vegan or at least it, it used to not be vegan. No, they said now, apparently there is a vegan version of corn, but they recommend the 
the vegetarian version that has egg whites in it. It's really good. I um, ride or die corn corn patties. Oh, it just it reminds me of you know school cafeteria chicken patties. They're so good. Yeah, that's to me the best version of any vegan food is just like if you feel like you're just eating like a cheap like version of that's why I like diet cheese which I'm the only person mm. I know who likes it but like I love a diet cheese pizza because it to me it just reminds me of like a shitty pizza you would have gotten at like 7-eleven or like at yeah. Costco or something like that when you were a kid which is fun anyway I would love to start I'm I'm thinking about it I don't know but just to just to know what's out there it's it's exciting Totally. This was, uh, this was my thing I would try specifically, um, all the ones that I'd know. Cause I obviously impossible beyond the beefs. I know I do wish they had given a little love to like old school fake beef, like a Boca or a Morningstar farm. Cause I still I think there's a, a place for that. You know? um, yeah. Corn chicken is great. I've never tried that daring the opposite of chicken thing that seems fancy but i would be into trying that yeah some of these seem kind of fancy and then um, like i also never tried um just egg the egg replacer no i i mean i would try it i guess but i feel like eggs are so they're like good for you right i don't know i don't know that i need a vegan egg replacement and i just honestly like i really don't like eggs very much so i would just rather go without than yeah yeah, yeah. um the other one I really want to try is the Hillary's spicy veggie meatless breakfast sausage. Yeah, that looks good. Just because I'm such a huge vegan breakfast sausage fan, this would be a fun, um, a fun brand to try. Oh, and the the vegan bacon. I seems weird, but I would try it. Benevolent yeah, bacon. I mean, I feel like um, Morningstar has a vegan bacon. I've had yeah, but those t- those are like crunchy. It tastes like bake bacon bits or something. It doesn't. I don't know. These feel like they look, look good. Yeah, if it seems like it has a better texture. Then the Morningstar Farms has that bacon taste, but it has n- nothing to do with actual bacon. It has that like sad papery sort yeah, of yeah, yeah. thing happening. Yeah. Um. Anyway, best of the week. Cool. Enjoyed it. How about you? Well, my best. I could not really find a best on the newsletter, so I went to Goop's uh, Instagram feed, and I really enjoyed they have like a little cooking video that is, I guess, based on this viral feta pasta from Instagram. Oh, by, I know. The pasta. You know, okay. So it's by this. Yeah. It's like this Finnish woman, Lee Mesa. And yeah. So you like have a sheet pan with cherry tomatoes and a whole block of feta and you just roast the tomatoes and the feta together. And then at the end you like mix it all up with, um, with pasta and it looked really good, but Goop did their Goopy version, just which just meant using um, that Capello's almond flour pasta instead of regular pasta. Oh, okay. But they still use regular feta. Yeah, they use regular feta. In the comments, there were a lot of, um, can we use vegan feta? And Goop just replied, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't test vegan feta, but they're happy to see you try. They're not going to tell you now. No, exactly. Um, uh, but I like, I just, I hope that they continue to do this it, whenever there's like a, uh, a viral recipe online goop doing a goopy version of that is really fun. Cause I think we can't expect them to be creative enough to like make their own viral recipes, but making goopy versions of other people's viral recipes seems like in their wheelhouse. 
Yeah, I'm surprised. Like, I feel like TikTok is extremely mainstream and like all of these brands, like, because they're, they also did the tortilla thing. Yeah. And I think that this was like a TikTok thing. I feel like a lot of this stuff is TikTok. Oh, it might. It, yeah, I'm sure it is. I think it's probably just like an age divide. If you're, if you're like over 30, 35, it's going to be an Instagram thing. And if you're under, it'll probably be a TikTok thing. Uh, yeah, but where it like originated, I mean. Yeah, this one, I mean, this one definitely originated on Instagram, but it probably, because she, oh, yeah, apparently she did it. Um, this was like almost two years ago on Instagram, Finnish, she's finished. So it was all in Finnish. And then recently, uh, this like weird cheeseburger Instagram account retweeted it or something or reposted it and it, it, it went viral, but I'm sure from there, it also went viral on, on TikTok. Well, 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 what do you know? Lime, Lee Mesa, Lee Mesa. Yeah. I bet you Facebook is going to buy TikTok anyway, and it'll all just be one thing pretty soon. Yeah. It's going to be like when Fox bought or Marvel bought Fox or whatever. Yeah. Disney yeah. Bought, so and it's I'm just, gonna it's just going to be an age thing. Like if you're over 50, you'll be on Facebook. If you're between 30 and 50, you're on Instagram. And if you're under 30, you'll be on TikTok, but it's the same yeah. fucking thing. Well, I'm on TikTok. Almost I know you are. You are a Gen Z queen. It's just so much more addicting than like Instagram is just so everything on Instagram does feel like so old to me <laughs> now. Yeah, like I... it just feels like it's like the same things getting re repurposed over and over again. And the pictures are so like stylized the same way. And like, it's just something. And like everything on Instagram is so creepy. Like the food Instagram is like terrifying. It's all like, who's making this weird stuff? I don't know. It's just really, it's, it's starting to freak me out. Well, I got to try TikTok again. I, the, whenever I go on there, I always feel like I'm going to be added to a sex offender registry because it's just, I know. it's just teen boys like wiggling their butts at me is all I see when I go on TikTok. Yeah. Well, there are ways you have to like trick the algorithm and they're always like, help me. I'm on like, I got on conservative TikTok, like bring me back home and comment to bring me back home. And then people will be like commenting for the algorithm to bring yeah. me back. To us. Oh, so and it's then, like you have, to, so if I want to see cool food videos, I just have to click on food videos and yeah, then, they and then won't you show me the teen more butts anymore. Yeah. But I can't and, say, I can't decide, oh, I want half teen butts and half feta cheese. No, you can, you can you get can. to, like, oh, I no. get like, makeup tutorials okay. and also like food hacks and I don't know what else I get on there like probably like doggy ones I I get like a lot of um like witch stuff <laughs> like witches <laughs> I get a lot of stuff I don't right. get um I got to find it cuz I want to I want to find like a middle-aged gay TikTok and see what yeah it exists one of my favorite guys on there is like a middle-aged gay casting director and oh. his whole thing is like he recasts old tv shows with like young um more diverse casts so it's like these shows were all white and so here's how I would cast it now and it's like it's just fun it's like he'll do like the golden girls and like sex in the city with like new actors and it's fun that sounds fun great TikTok guys, check it out. We should start a goop yourself TikTok. Why not? We really should. I'll let you handle that. Okay. <laughs> um, 
All right. What was, oh, that was your best. Okay. My, uh, yeah. What was your worst? My worst was the Valentine's day. Um, the Valentine's gifts guaranteed to score. I, unlike you, Brian, I love Valentine's day. I think it's like one of the more fun holidays. Mm -hmm. I like it for a few reasons, but I'm just going to say what they are. I like the color palette of, of, um, I'm instead of Instagram of Valentine's day. Okay. I like going out to dinner. Insane. Obviously I can't, I don't like going out to dinner on Valentine's day. I've expressed my Valentine's day on this, on this podcast several times for new people. I'll tell you when we're out of a pandemic, go out to dinner the night before Valentine's day. The end. That's yeah. What a tip. February 13th. The but pro. you're celebrating Valentine's Day exactly. and then you get to do Valentine's Day at home the next day or cook that night. I like a holiday where I it's recommended that I drink rosé. I like a holiday where I get pink shit. I like a holiday where I get candy and I like a holiday where I get a present for no reason. Valentine's Day is good. Uh I understand what you're saying. To me it's it's just, well, it's not even that much pressure. I don't know. It's fine. No, I mean, I'm, it'll be great. This, this year we were talking about it last night. I think I'm going to figure out a fun thing to cook because we can't go out. Um, this will give me a good excuse to go buy, you know, a fancy cut of meat at, at um, a butcher shop or something, but I might, I might try to do a steak Diane, which is what I cooked on the very first Valentine's day after John and I started dating uh, 10 years ago. I mean, that's such a romantic and sentimental Valentine's Day. So I think it sounds good. I got the steak Diane recipe from the Disney cookbook. I didn't know such a thing existed. It's it's like all the like fancy meals that they make at the like restaurants at Disney World and Disneyland. Oh, fun. I love that stuff. Yeah. yeah see, that sounds very romantic. I don't even feel like it has to be romantic i just feel like it's about like having like balloons and chocolate yeah yeah and flowers i mean don't you like flowers i i like flowers but i never am like oh i wish someone would give me flowers but sure i'll take them i might a chocolate i if someone someone giving me a couple pounds of seeds chocolate that is i love that yeah i might even maybe anyway. I'll, maybe i'll brave the americana and get some seas <laughs> I anticipate getting some, but we'll see. I So anyway, this was my worst because I don't know. There was just something about it that just felt so dead. Like this, this roundup of just like stuff. I, it just was like, it felt so like quarantine Valentine's day where like, obviously like no one is going to go out. No one is going to do anything. No one is going to have like a shitty prefix dinner anywhere. No one is going to do fucking anything. Everyone is just going to be home and like giving each other these like regurgitated gifts from like the goop list. And it just... It's just that like Valentine's Day is always about sort of like it's always about being like kind of cheesy and just kind of like doing something sort of fun anyway. And this just felt like all we've been doing all year is like trying to make find a way to make something kind of a shitty situation fun which I feel like is what Valentine's Day is at its best so it just didn't work because it's like a hat on a hat you know yeah I mean? yeah 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 because you're already I mean if you're you know if you have a partner you're already like having you know living with them all the time 
And so it is trying to make a day special with so many limitations on what you can do and like how actually different or special that day can be that it's tough. And it's like, it's not going to be fun. No. (laughs) Yeah. Once you get past the idea that it could possibly be fun, then maybe you'll get somewhere. Like, I'm just so sick of this. I am so sick of the pandemic. (laughs) That's it. And I know everybody is, but like, I just am sick of it. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, we're all reaching our limits. I feel like everyone is, is really going, getting to the, a breaking point. Cause now we see sort of the end cause the, you know, vaccines are coming out. So I think everyone ever, yeah, everyone's getting especially antsy cause we, we can see the end. <sighs> yeah, but it still feels like you never know like For, it's, it's yeah my worst it wasn't the entire article 36 foolproof gifts to, for every friend it was one specific gift that they recommend really made me laugh at how stupid the copy was okay. it's a roman and williams guild mug for 50 dollars, which looks just like a regular mug that you could pick up for i don't know one to five dollars at a target or an ikea and then the copy what they you know how they try to lure you into buying it they say please meet our who is she guide to get oh wait sorry that's not the right thing here they say rishi hot chocolate biodynamic bone broth Freshly popped champagne, espresso with oat milk, fresh squeezed OJ, owl cleanse milkshakes, milkshakes with a Y, mezcal palomas. What won't she drink out of this handmade porcelain mug while watching One Night in Miami? Well, <laughs> it's like they just never had mentioned One Night in Miami before. And it's just so random that this is like, I watched, it's a good movie and it's about like the black experience in the sixties and the characters are like Malcolm X and Muhammad Ali and Sam cook. And it's all about sort of, you know, your politics informing your work and how much you uh, owe to your community to like lift people up and how much, you know, it's ask all these very big questions about, about society and race and capitalism and all this stuff. And then it's just like crammed into this mug where they're talking about mezcal palomas and espresso with oat milk it's just so weird also this mug doesn't look particularly special and who drinks freshly popped champagne out of a coffee mug i guess if i spent 50 dollars on a mug maybe i have no idea it's insane what is an owl cleanse milkshake uh i have no idea no clue but yeah, I don't. I don't think when Regina King was making One Night in Miami, she was um, considering owl cleanse milkshakes. But who knows? No, I don't think she was. I think you're probably right about. That. And then I was like, "Is this things? Is this uh, our article sponsored by Amazon? Are they trying to like plug One Night in Miami?" And it wasn't. It was just totally a non sequitur. Well, you never know. I mean, you never know. Maybe it's a, a, mean, a silent partner. My guess is they don't mention a single fucking thing unless someone is paying them for it. And, but it's probably like on a sliding scale, like 20 bucks, you get a mention, like a casual mention in our copy for something else, like 40 bucks. We'll like literally pretend that someone of us did it while we're also talking about something else. Like, I feel like it's like that, but it's probably not 20 bucks. 
maybe. Uh, uh, what was your craziest or saddest? My craziest was um, just, I read the thing about how to like take a break from your screens because mm-hmm. I've, like I talked about TikTok, I have multiple times during this pandemic literally watched TikTok videos until my phone simply died. Like I didn't even realize, like I would just like all of a sudden it's dead. I'm like, oh my God. You don't see just, when it's like 10% left. You have to like click something. I forget. Like you click it and then you're just like right back. Like I just, it really mesmerizes me in like a very disturbing way. So, and it's like, I truly, it is also like, I don't even like it. Like, I think I'm going to have to take it off my phone. It's the most engaging, like mesmerizing thing in the world. But one of the things, so I like was like, okay, how do I do less screen time? And one of the things was to give yourself a cryo freeze facial. (laughs) And they sell these like big, like wands with a huge, like, silver ball on the end of it okay and I guess you put it in the freezer and rub it all over your face and I'm not even opposed to the idea of it and it does genuinely seem something that's like probably good for you and pleasant and at 125 dollars I mean it's like it could it's pretty reasonably priced for something like that I think and especially for goop and it's less than a real facial would cost. But just the idea that like, you're so addicted to scrolling your phone that you have to like take these like silver balls out of your freezer and just like rub them over your face. So you like physically can't do it. It's just so crazy to me and sad. It's both of them it also was very enticing i thought maybe this is what i should be doing maybe yeah try so that, like, <laughs> charge for a minute that is so funny just just to get off your phone for a few minutes so it's like going into like a sensory deprivation chamber yeah it's just like such a like physically engaged i mean it really does take because you're you can't use your face to look at something because you're <laughs> giving yourself a facial you can't use your hands to scroll because you're fucking rubbing these things on your face like it's it really is sad that we've come to this where like, this is what I'm going to do. So I won't look at my phone, but I'm so far past that point. I mean, yeah, I was thinking of trying to do a one, one day a week, like completely go offline cleanse. I think I want to go complete. I mean, I'm already very like low key on social media. I don't participate or post anything on it. Yeah. I think that is except for this podcast i mean i don't this is the most the only thing i post online i don't tweet i don't post on instagram i certainly don't put anything on tiktok they wouldn't have me on tiktok you put you put bb on tiktok right i did but that was like two years ago oh you you don't i used bb's account to to do it and he his little tiktok did well too i bet um but Anyway, but then I, I, that was like, yeah, like at least two years ago. And since then I've, I mean, is that is TikTok two years old? It was a long time ago. Um, yeah. But since then, like, I don't post anything. Um, but I want to go a step further where I simply, I like truly don't even look at it. Cause that's the real like advanced. That's the dream. Yeah. I don't like it. Does anybody like it? I 
I'm the same way with Twitter. I, I, I like it for about five minutes to just sort of get an overview of what's going on and get like the news, like it'll link to articles and stuff. But then if I stay on for longer than five minutes, I'll get sucked into some little fight that people are having and then just, just spiral and then think about, you know, bitchily responding to someone and then 99% of the time I don't do it. But uh, it takes up so much uh, psychic energy. Yeah. And it's like, I just realized that almost every day I will have an opinion about something that I never would have thought about before. That doesn't mean anything to me at all. And I mean, if I just wish someone had like made a list of like, here are the things that you were mulling over and like had a big opinion about, or were like actually angry about this year, because I probably don't even remember most of them. Mm -hmm. And Twitter is so complicated. It's such a bad way to communicate. Um, it's hard. I think it's really hard to like express your opinion in a tweet. Yeah. Well, and you um, get rewarded for being like provocative or you get like, like, like the negative reinforcement is like basically the same as the positive reinforcement. And the most, if you, someone like likes what you post, maybe they'll like it and that's the end of it. But if someone hates what you post, then it becomes a huge thing. And it's like, you yeah. get, yeah, I don't know. And it's just people, I don't like everybody. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it just feels like a huge waste of time. I agree. Instagram, I like, and I don't really look at Instagram that much, but I mostly just follow uh, like local restaurants and I just see what they're like, what their like specials are. And if I want to order from them and I think that's a great way to use Instagram. Yeah, I use Instagram the least now, I think. I used to use it the most. I check Twitter, like every morning I check Twitter and then I like check it throughout the day because I have to know what's happening. Yeah. Um, but it's never anything important. It's always just like, I don't know. It's just always like everybody's pissed about something. Like yesterday, everyone was like freaking out about those like pictures of Joe Biden that were like photoshopped or something. I don't even know what was I happening. didn't get what that, yeah, people, I don't really understand. They were funny pictures, I guess, but I don't know what people were mad at them. People are mad about the Golden Globes. I'm oh, like, that, oh, don't get me started. Like, hello, it's the Golden Globes. It's literally 80 psychopaths from like Bulgaria. Yeah. Like why, why would you ever think why would you give any thought or put any value into what these people say? It's like, right. it, like it's, that is so crazy that, and also, I'm sorry, I loved, uh, I may destroy you. It's one of the best shows of the year, but of course they're not going to like the show. It's like a good show. And of course they're going to like Emily in Paris. It's like, do it's not understand. It's, it's how the, I mean, it's always like the bad commercial stuff gets awards yeah. and like the good low-key stuff like or whatever it is low budget whatever to get mad at it you think Michaela Cole is mad at this no she doesn't give a shit I have no idea I haven't watched any of these things either so I don't even know they're both wonderful shows in very different ways I didn't watch that I didn't watch I didn't watch either of those things I didn't watch Promising Young Woman I, like I said, I just don't care. I'm not watching anything. Uh, but yeah, like someone tweeted like 
how do you, you really guys you really need to uh stop hate watching things because it actually like determines what shows get on the air and like what how studios give us notes and i'm like you really think i a true hate watch if i say i'm not enjoying this and yet i'm going to continue to watch it is such a minuscule part of the population people liked emily in paris people know emily paris is stupid hello it's the same person that created 90210 melrose place sex in the city yeah. younger it is a stupid show that is entertaining. Darren Starr is good at this type of show, meaning it means no more, no less than any of these other stupid shows. Don't get mad. Sorry. Spend your yeah. anger somewhere else. Yeah. I, I saw that tweet too, and I didn't really understand it because I feel like I feel like people watch stuff like that and then they're kind of embarrassed that they like it and then they make it hate watch or they're exactly. they are watching it and they understand at the same time like this is stupid and they're kind of cringing but they're kind of enjoying it right. which is a perfectly valid response to have to these shows this is i mean literally this guy has made a whole extremely successful career on that exact sentiment there's also an entire huge portion of the population that doesn't tweet that doesn't know what the golden globes even are that doesn't care that just watches that shit because they just like it and like we will never hear from them and that's what most of like the dumb entertainment that we hate and we can't yeah. understand why people like it like there are we don't know the people that are watching a lot of this stuff like really earnestly and like loving every second of it but they're definitely out there sure sure and it's it's gonna of course ten times more people watch that than I may destroy you is an extremely challenging, brilliant show that like it's like a little indie movie like it's not gonna it's not gonna break through in the same way and to get mad it's like saying oh I wish Mulholland Drive beat Titanic at the Oscars like yeah it's okay I yeah I guess I do because I like Mulholland Drive better but like. Of course, it's not going like, what are you talking about? I mean, these things are so subjective. And like, I genuinely feel like other than the fact that people who win Oscars then make more money for like, probably for the rest of their lives, but it probably goes down. Like you make the most the next year, then it just like keeps going down every year. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. More learn is my guess. I don't know. But um, it's not like it's always going to be subjective. Like there's no way to say what the actual best TV show or movie or whatever is, obviously, like you cannot do it. Um, and it's a bunch of out of touch, rich people voting on like what they, I don't know what, how they decide what wins or what doesn't. I have no idea, but like, it's just not, I feel like it's just like not cool to care about that. Exactly. It, there's, I, I mean, the only valid thing I can think of is uh, there's no way that a show like Emily in Paris would have been created and broadcast and pop and being popular if it was about black people. Right. So like black people creating shows, you're only allowed to be exceptional or you don't even get it on the air. Whereas like yeah. white people can make shitty mediocre shows and it can be really popular. But like right. think of, you know, I may destroy you or insecure. Like if there's so few shows about, but you have to be, I mean, okay. Give or take a Tyler Perry. 
you have to be yeah. like pretty brilliant to even get to that place. So that's, what's like that I could see how that could be like really infuriating. If you are like a black creator who wants to write a show like Darren Starr, you probably don't have the opportunity to. Right. Probably not. I mean, I guess, well, like they're like really commercially successful and like popular and like really good shows created by black people. Like Shonda Rhimes is like, is like, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But that doesn't, but like, uh, that's definitely, I'm not saying that like it's in any way like equal. But yeah, it's like, like one, that. you have like one Shonda Rhimes, one Tyler Perry, uh, one Kenya Barris, one Michaela Cole. And like, there's like of each sort of type of show, there's only like really one great example of like super successful black creator. Yeah, was, because there are like a million like white guys who have created like an hour long like soapy drama. Yeah, yeah. And there's like one black woman that I can think of who's done it. Yeah. Um but yeah the to to pit Emily in Paris against I made a story. First of all, if you know anything about the Golden Globes, they're not even in the same category. Yeah. I may destroy you is limited series. Emily in Paris is comedy series. They wouldn't even be up against each other. So it's a stupid argument anyway. And then like all the other things we said, we don't need to talk about this anymore. It's just Yeah, but it's like this kind of where it's like, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I don't like, I'm just like so checked out. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm sorry. That's the show. I'm sorry. Like, I say I, watch Aggie. I think you would, you will actually enjoy both of these shows. You should watch I'm sure them. I would. I just like, I don't, part of the reason I don't want to watch these shows is because I don't want to get sucked into like drama. Like, I don't want to ha- see a tweet like that or like see anything and have an opinion about it. Like, I don't want to care. Like, I want to be above the fray. Like, I don't want to be someone screaming on Twitter about my favorite show, not getting a Golden Globe. Sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I, it is funny to, I mean, oh man, just, and now the, the sort of half sincere, half ironic standum of for of this is amongst like gay like oscar gays of like wanting glenn close to win for hillbilly elegy as like like a joke yeah well just as like it's it's so the oscars are so stupid anyway let's make glenn close win an oscar for mima um it's really um i didn't watch all of hillbilly elegy i did watch part of it because everyone was like so upset about it and then i was like this is so dumb i also unfortunately read the book so i already knew it was a huge piece of shit like i didn't need to know like the the movie it seemed to me the the criticisms of the movie were like exactly the same as the criticism that i had for the book but nobody that i know read the book so i didn't hear about it before yeah the guy is a Republican. Like he's just like a bootstraps dude who's like everybody but me is stupid because I got figured out a way to be rich by just like going to Yale and being a fucking lawyer. Like, why don't you do that too, you idiot? Like that's the thesis of his whole book. And like that's it. those are his politics. Like that's yeah. what- And they tried to like they tried to sort of get rid of a lot of those politics in the movie and then it just turned into like there's nothing. There's like no point of view. Uh yeah, and it's it was just, just like yeah, it's weird. It's like he really did have a very low opinion of the people that he knew in his town. Like he's like, they're all on drugs, they're meth heads, and blah blah blah. And like it was really weird. But Glenn Close will probably win her Oscar. She I don't care if she does or not. She I don't care either. She I thought she looked she was pretty good in what I saw of it. I mean Yeah, she's always good. Yeah. But I really don't give a shit what happens. No. Um, okay. My ugh, my saddest. This this is just like so 
depressing. This woman who wrote a book on what is your social networking type. Oh yeah. I didn't really get this. So it's called, I will be very brief. It's called social chemistry, decoding the patterns of human connection. And it's like any of these books where she categorizes people into different types. And then I guess says like what your strategy should be for networking and like, you know, climbing the corporate ladder. And the whole thing is just alienating and, and sad and disgusting. And like, especially now when, you know, you can't even do anything in person uh, to, but I guess, you know, you have to care about climbing the ladder, like getting work because of, you know, capitalism and supporting yourself. And then I just thought of the sad Dolly Parton remake of, did you hear that she remade nine to five? Yeah, I watched that. That's another thing I only saw and only cared about because I have social media. Like how great would your life be if you just didn't even know that that existed? (laughs) Well, I just found out about it this morning because it came up on my Spotify, like new songs list. You, it did? Yeah. And like- I thought it's a Super Bowl commercial for- um, Oh, it's a commercial? I didn't even know this. or, Or they use it in a Super Bowl commercial for um, like Squarespace or something to start your own website for your like side hustle. And I, I mean, I love Dolly Parton, but th- this song is just like so bleak about about like after you work a full day, spending another four hours on your like side hustle. And it, I just, it just randomly came on this morning and I was like, oh my God. But that makes sense that it's a Super Bowl commercial. Anyway, the whole, th- I was reading Goop. I was listening to the song you know, sitting at home, no, no job, no prospects. And that's just like, Oh, get me, get me away from everything. (sighs) Yeah. I don't know. It sucks. It sucks out there. It does. It does. And I, and I'm really bad at like social networking and just like self-promotion. I'm really bad at that. Yeah. Um, anyway yeah it's and it's like why i i don't know that song is just so stupid and why anyone think that we would think that people would like want to celebrate that is beyond me no it's horrifying because it's like it's one thing if you know if it's your passion project and you love doing it and but the idea of like having having a full-time job or like working 40 hours a week and then also having to do this, like, or, you know, you can't pay your rent. That's what's really bleak is like the, the idea that, that this should just become a normal part of daily life of like, of like both having a full-time job and a side hustle in order to survive. Yeah, it is for a lot of people. And it's just, it's just like very bleak. Yeah. Um, Although that said, my thing I would try is figuring out my social networking time and <laughs> getting better at it. I really do want to be better at social networking. I mean, maybe I should go on Twitter and be like, hello world, I'm creating content called Goop yeah. Yourself and just do it. I, I mean, know. yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm bad at it too. Like I don't usually put on Twitter ever, every episode after we release it, but maybe, yeah, I'll start doing it. It only takes a few minutes and maybe someone new will discover the show. Look out world. It's a whole new us. But yeah, like finding out your social media type, you have to, I mean, did you do, I was going to do it, but then you have to like sign up for an email list. So I didn't do it. I'm not going to, I can't go to another fucking email list. My email inbox is so completely packed with shit from these people about selling me stuff. Like 
I can't, I don't, if people are emailing me, I don't know. I don't even check my email anymore. Like I don't even exist. I don't look at my email. I only look at TikTok. I just live in my dark room with my blackout curtains drawn and just, just stare at the ceiling. That's it. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. Um, yeah. My try is just those meatless options, blah, blah, blah. So right. what would you buy? And then my buy, sorry, it's another repeat, but like, I really do want those cryofacial balls. Ooh, yeah. And not just because of that. It's because I really, as a 36 year old hag, I do feel that I need to fix my face. I am getting um, fractional laser. Um, maybe I shouldn't admit that. Maybe I should pretend it's a secret. I should pretend I'm not doing it and I just naturally look younger. But I have a lot of imperfections on my face, sun damage, fine lines, wrinkles, etc. And I'm attempting to get them removed. And maybe this could be like a fun, another thing to do. Yeah. I mean, you have to share on the podcast about your experience. I will. Unless you want to keep it secret, which is too late for that. Yeah, anyway. maybe I want to pretend that I never did it i'll see i'll decide i'll figure just it be out. aggie you're so glowy and dewy aggie are you 26 yes 26? i am 16 or 16 i intentionally took 10 years off my life and no one called me on it beautiful thanks you are a real life younger created by darren star darren star he was on something i mean it's such a why did people not freak out about younger why is it emily in paris that people are freaking out about it? it's the he same fucking shit yeah people hated emily in paris like from the second and sex in the city it's the same it's not like people are like oh sex in the city is a great show and emily in paris is not sorry it's literally the same you idiot um i used to not like sex in the city and now i do i used to think sex in the city was so depressing it like literally made me sad to watch it yeah i never i never was really that into it um Cause I was, I was honestly just living that life anyway. And I was like, these bitches got nothing on me. <laughs> I just thought it was like, I mean, I don't know. Cause you were like young and like having fun. Their lives just seemed to me very bleak and empty. And they were just like these desperate women, like trying to find someone to love them. And it was not like, I never thought it was like, fabulous or like wish fulfillment or anything i thought it seemed like a terrifying life to live yeah and now it's coming back and it'll probably win some golden globes oh yeah um i okay simple bye it was on the valentine's day list i would love to buy the rose colored glasses daily mood enhancer from wooden spoon herbs it is only 36 dollars, and it is a little tincture of proprietary blend of extracts from rose petal adaptogenic holy basil oat tops and hawthorn fruit taken daily and helps your mood doesn't that sound nice yeah i couldn't figure out exactly what that was yeah, at first I thought it was like a face oil that was like made out of rose. And I my little spidey senses get turned on whenever anything is like rose or rosebud or whatever. Because I just love that smell. But this one is to take orally. Mm. And I have to say, honestly, lately, 
in general, my mood has actually been not so bad. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I should just knock on wood <laughs> that it stays that way, but I haven't felt some, you know, some, you'll go through phases where you're really like depressed or you have a bad mood and it's been okay so far. So I don't know, but, and I stopped taking my ashwagandha daily. So maybe ashwagandha is bullshit. You heard it here first. Wow. I just had to cut it out because I was spending so much money on fucking herbs and supplements. And I was like, I can't do all of these things. No. And you don't need it. So I just like cut out ashwagandha. Yeah. And it really has been fine. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Anything else? I mean, I, maybe I should add ashwagandha. Uh, it can't hurt. No, it's, I mean, it does hurt your pocketbook because I literally don't even want to think about how many dollars a month I spend on fucking vitamins. I know I spend so much money on like so much weird stuff, but it's all coming to an end. I like, I, I still haven't canceled my Rihanna underpants subscription service. though. that's a problem. (laughs) She needs it. She hasn't come out with an album in 10 years. Oh no, She's full. She's pure underpants now which is did you hear who else got a golden globe nomination no who kate hudson for that um ass or that uh uh autism movie that sia did that was like very controversial yeah which is weird because i only knew about the controversy around the sia movie and i never even saw like did where did i don't even think the movie has come out yet or if it has it was like buried i i mean this is the golden globes it's like it's crazy yeah, I don't even know what the fuck, but whatever. Good for her. Good for Kate Hudson. But don't stop making those pants because her workout clothes, I love them. I I really do like the, the workout clothes. Uh, well, she's a true Renaissance woman. I love how <laughs> when that when the Golden Globe nominations came out, Sia had to release like another apology after she got nominated. It was so funny. She like Wait. had to disavow the movie. Oh my God. Yeah, I mean, don't even worry about the Golden Globes. The Golden Globes are not, they're completely out of touch and they're completely whatever. Every like, award show. The SAG Awards are also stupid. The Oscars are pretty fucking stupid. It's all dumb. Watch what you want to watch. You know, tweet about it. Uh, hopefully people will continue to make cool stuff that you want to watch. But other than that, we got other things to worry about. Um, Yeah, I just... I feel like the coolest people and like the best filmmakers and stuff aren't concerned with awards. They're just like concerned with making cool things. And like, those are the people that, that are like remembered for being like great artists. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Um, And like Woody Allen and Marlon Brando, like wouldn't even show up for that stuff. Like in the seventies, it was cool to like not even go to the Oscars when you got nominated. Oh yeah, yeah. People were saying, "Oh my God, Ellen Burst!" Like, give Ellen Burstyn an Oscar because when she won, she like didn't go to the ceremony. And it's like, well, she chose like she chose not to go to the ceremony. <laughs> like, I don't think she cares. Guys. I feel like now it's like if you if people, it's just like cultures just changed a lot. Like. Yeah someone not going and having like respect for the institution of the Oscars would be like blasphemy now. It's and true. It, that would be such a huge deal if like someone, a nominee didn't go to the Oscars. Yeah. If they were just like, and if in an interview, they were just like, I don't give a shit about this. People would just be appalled. I think. Yeah. You have to, I mean, even like Joaquin Phoenix last year 
played the game after years of being you know the weirdo guy who doesn't care about shit when it happens to him he puts on that monkey suit and dances wait what <laughs> did he wear a weird tuxedo or like a normal tuxedo uh, i think it was pretty normal i love joaquin phoenix joker best movie of the century hey no um all right guys we're done we're fading yeah, we're- totally done yeah i have to much like Blythe danner our dementia is expressing itself i know and we're not even we don't even have a a middle-aged oscar-winning daughter to show for it i know we're just two 26 year olds trying to live life yeah who like need our snack we're babies (laughs) like we're (laughs) i need my chicken tendies yeah we need chicken tendies for before nappies okay all right, go on Apple Podcasts, uh, give us a five-star rating, uh, write a, a review, tell your friends, um, subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash goop yourself. Uh, for $5 a month, you get a newsletter. Every month, you get a bonus episode of the podcast. Every month, um, go to teespring.com slash goop yourself and buy some t-shirts. Yeah, Gwyneth wore one. She did, she did. We will talk to you next week. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.